then third trimester, I came back down. So it's Shoot, one of you those... can still see the ramifications of your nesting phase around <laughs> yeah. this house. Like everything is it's in a, a good time. it's in a cylinder or it's in a tote. <laughs> hey, beautiful friends, Faith here, and you're listening to my podcast, Redefine Beautiful. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired to learn from your past, tackle your fitness journey on a deeper level, and most importantly, redefine what we've been told is the definition of beauty for so many years. Together, we are going to address the mindset of fitness and discover the beauty that is in each and every one of us. So let's dive in. Welcome back, beautiful people. I'm so excited for this is part two of my pregnancy journey. Last time we talked about my pregnancy journey with Ella, and now we're going to be talking about my pregnancy journey with Clark. So Clark is our now two-year-old. Um, she's call her keep, boss baby. We do call her boss baby. But before we dive in, I just wanted to take a second to thank everyone who has been listening to the podcast, whether you started with episode one or you just kind of jumped in anywhere. Thank you so much for the great feedback. Everyone has been so kind. Everyone says that I have a very beautiful voice. Oh, and I've never in my life thought that. Y'all quit blowing her head up. Goodness. <laughs> it doesn't take much. They don't, um, they don't have to hear it, but you know, I do. But so I, basically stop. she thinks she's got this beautiful voice when she's telling me to like do the dishes and stuff. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I say it in such a loving way. Yeah. Um, just, how can I not? How can I not love doing these dishes? I do, I do think the audio equipment kind of helps. So I'll take it. You know, uh, that may have a piece in it. I go in there and I sweeten up your voice. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you do, I appreciate it. The people love it. So I'm here for it. All right. So so. it's, uh, this is dedication if I'm up at, it's now 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. (laughs) Because <laughs> that matters. It does. Very specific. It's still 9 p.m. Yeah. Wherever you are. Just wherever you're at. Now. You know, it's, just, oh, uh, it's accurate. But. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yes. Okay. So we are doing another late night podcast, but I kind of like them at late at night. The kids are in bed. We can kind of just... Sort of. I, I heard it. Clark. She's she's up earlier, yeah. but she's probably just listening she, in. She knew that this one was about her, so yeah, she, so she, she wanted to, to hear up. it firsthand. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So to pick up where we left off last time, we, you know, we kind of really walked through the beginning from when we got pregnant with Ella up into my postpartum journey where I had postpartum depression, but I was able to overcome that. And then we're going to pick up, there was some overlap. So we gave you some, a little bit of insight with Clark and how it was just so different. Today, we're really just going to break down how it was different and what I did this pregnancy and postpartum that was different than with my first. Yeah, because some of that was like out of your control with the first pregnancy. Like, you know, we had talked a little bit about I was in school, you were working. So you're mostly, you know, self providing for this family at that time. So some of it's out of your control. And then some things I think you change for, you know, the better and We'll dig into more of that. Yeah, for sure. So obviously our marital status had changed. Our financial status had changed. There was a lot of changes. Me personally, I was in before I got pregnant with Clark, not to say that I'm not now, but um, before I got pregnant with her, I was in the best physical and mental health I think I've ever been in. So uh, I was at a really good spot and we had talked about trying to have another, you know, our children, they're six and a half years apart. So we're we're, you know, almost on six years when we decided, hey, we 
might have us another one. So there for a while, we didn't know if we would have another one. We were, well, we were really like, enjoying Ella. I think, yeah, we, we were enjoying Ella. And then a lot of people get kind of roped into this where it's like, oh, now it's not the best time. Like, we're doing this. We're doing that. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there's always a reason not to have another child. But then again, when you really look at it, like, there's always going to be something like going yeah, on in your life. Yeah, you can't. So. Well, and it's funny because, you know, we think we want this like perfect time to have a kid. And truthfully, like, when is it ever going to be perfect? When are all the stars going to align? And so at the time when we were talking about getting pregnant or wanting to start trying, we did have you were switching jobs. So there was a little bit of that. You were having some health um, concerns and stuff. So a lot of people didn't know that and probably just found out as I announced they, they probably just, just found that out now. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll dig we'll into, dive that, into that uh, another time. Another podcast. Sure. But it was, yeah, certainly enough health issues to you know, it'd be a super stressful time in terms of, yeah. you know, change my job so there was because just, of it. There, so. were, there were some other, like, even though they weren't the same as when we got pregnant with Ella, there we were battling different yeah. um, things at the time. So at one point we we're like, well, maybe we should wait. And I was really torn because we had kind of like, and again, you know, it, we can set whatever timeline we want, but God's going to tell us the timeline that he's already planned for us. So it was one of those things where I was like, you know, this was the timeline we were supposed to start trying. And so I yeah. was really emotional of, about thinking about pausing that timeline and stuff. We're almost six years out from having our first. So the good thing for us, we were pretty young. So, I mean, if we yeah. did push it out, it would have been fine. But we still have people asking us how many more how many more we're going to have. So. Yeah, that is like my least favorite question because I'm like, I'm, I'm good. We're happy with two. We're but happy with at two, the same time, sure. if God gave us another one, we would be happy as well. So it's one of those of course, things of like, it's not in my plan, but if it's in his plan, we're going to roll with it. So, That's right. so yeah, we did end up deciding, we're like, you know what? We're not going to wait. You know, God's got us. If it's our time to have another one, we're going to go, hey, we didn't, we didn't plan the first one. So, um, so <laughs> we're it's one used of to those this. things. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it couldn't be harder than it was then now. So we were like, let's just go for it. And right. um, that didn't take long because we got pregnant pretty quickly. And I, I was just so ecstatic. Like I was so ready for this. And it was one of those things like, you know, we had our reservation. Should we, should we not? But the second we found out, like, it was just like, it just felt right. Like it did. Yeah. For me, I, I feel like it did for like, you too. But. We had a lot of questions, I think like, well, you know, personally just battling health stuff and, you know, job changes and things like that. I wanted to have another child, but I kept thinking like, oh, you know, maybe in a year or so. But, you know, when it came time to us finally finding out that we were pregnant and stuff, it did, you know, it felt right. Yeah. And we're super excited. So totally different experience. So different, yeah. So if you listen to the previous episode, which if you haven't, you really should go back and listen to that one before you truly get into yeah. the Because um, we're going to refer back this one. to We are, yeah. for sure. Just because there's just, I want to show how different each one was and kind of how, you know, we walk, like worked through the different scenarios and such. So found out we were pregnant. Obviously, it was something we had planned this time. Even though we were, you know, dealing with a job switch or whatever, we were still in good financial standing. Again, marital status was different. So we're already starting off, I feel like, on a really good foot, feeling good about it. So yeah, so we kind of just dove in with that. So for me, I, again, I had mentioned that I was in my best physical shape and that was something that I really wanted to continue. And I had already started, you know, looking into some pre and postnatal like certifications and stuff. What I was learning, I kind of wanted to do during my pregnancy. So in the future that I'd be able to help other women do. So 
I really wanted to be really active and continue to be like, you know, have the fittest pregnancy possible. And it's funny because you you have all these plans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong. I did work out and I still say, you know, I, I did better. <laughs> So with Ella, I had hypernemesis, and so that's just like a severe morning sickness. So that first trimester, I didn't gain any weight. And then with Clark, and they say with your second, you you start to show sooner and things like that. And so I definitely noticed that. I definitely noticed that I showed sooner. And again, I wanted to stay super fit, and I was like, I'm going to continue to work out like three to four times a week. It's going to be great. And then I have never felt so tired in my entire life. <laughs> I would literally just be like sitting there like trying to get some work done, and I was like, I got to go lay down. Like yeah. I literally just have to go lay down, and I would just like pass out. Because I remember we talked about this, and we were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to we're going to have you record like all these exercise videos. And I think you did some, I but did I think some, it was like, yeah, we just didn't get an, you know. No, you ha- I had all these goals and it's funny because I still, like I still, to me, I had a fit yeah. pregnancy. I did. Right. But it's funny because your body's going to tell you what you can do. And right. for like in that moment, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do all this working out. And then my, my body was just so tired in that first trimester that I was just like, nah. Well, it's funny because, so, you know, your your fit pregnancy program, one, one of the videos I was editing, you mentioned that and you were like, basically like, you know, I'm going to set up these workouts for you. You're not going to feel like that every week. No, I was, I was and that's the thing. Is like some weeks like, <laughs> I would have like spurts of energy. Yeah. And then when I hit the second trimester, I was like back into more of a routine. Then third trimester, I came back down. So it's Shoot, one of you those... can still see the ramifications of your nesting phase around <laughs> yeah. this house. Like everything is it's in a, a good time. it's in a cylinder or it's in a tote or it's <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's labeled is, is what <laughs> I I think you are wanting to hear. Yeah, I'm going to say thank uh, you for yeah. all of the totes that I still to this day cannot figure out. I love which a good basket. Goes. Yeah, yeah. I need, <laughs> a, I need a chart or something next They're time. everywhere. Well, or if you would just, you know, put things back where you got them out from. Might help. Is this about me or is this about you? Yeah, so back <laughs> to the pregnancy. <laughs> so back to faith. <laughs> yes. So again, like I was saying, you know, you can set up this routine, but you really just have to go with the flow, kind of what your body will allow you to do. So again, you know, my first pregnancy, I didn't do any working out. And so this one, I I definitely did more and I did a weekly live workout. So I knew I was always getting in at least one workout and I always felt great afterwards. I forgot about that. Yeah, you were doing I was. I, I had some saved on my phone. I just recently deleted it because... Oh, you deleted them? <laughs> yeah, no one needs to see that. Oh, no, we got to get back. <laughs> no. They're they're out there somewhere. Mm, I they're probably deleted. I you probably, deleted them on Facebook? I think I deleted the groups that they were in, yeah. Because oh, I did them in the groups. Nobody needs to see that. Anyways, <laughs> I think one of them when I was pregnant actually fell off a stability ball, and I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Nah, you just got to own it. Well, if I mean, I, I did. I was just like, hee hee. <laughs> Anybody that knows and follows her on Instagram, I love my bloopers. So yeah, I would have been all over that. I, I didn't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, because that was a live, so you wouldn't have yeah. watched it back. But yeah. good times. Everyone always feels bad for the pregnant lady who falls off a ball. Yeah. <laughs> I am a very, just in general, a very clumsy person. So I'm honestly surprised it took that long to get that on video i feel like i need to show them some bloopers (laughs) for reference that Mm -hmm. you know just to maybe maybe we'll we'll throw that at the end of the post just (laughs) you know just to give everyone a good laugh in reference to how clumsy i am Uh, here's me like specifically remembering you like holding that yoga ball trying to put it in this like rack and I, i have this like 
this is definitely a tangent here, but I had this two minute little segment of faith trying to put this yoga ball up. Uh, it just, <laughs> it just got away from me, but yeah, I'm, Where glad, I'm glad Evan gets a good laugh when he's editing. I'm it's, I'm here for you. Oh yeah. You got to find ways to entertain yourself. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I was getting at least one workout a week, which wasn't terrible, but you know, I didn't work out four times a week like I thought I would, but I was still much better off during that pregnancy than I, you know, necessarily was in the first. And I also, you know, is that kind of the goal, I guess, when you are pregnant, like what's realistically like what um, are most it, people doing? In all honesty, two to three workouts a week for someone who's pregnant. Yeah. And it all depends. Like, were you active before? Are you active now? Um, True. But, yeah. but truly how much you put into it is what you're going to get out of it when you go into delivery and recovery. Because if you've been completely at a standstill your whole pregnancy, it's going to be a lot harder. However, you don't necessarily have to be doing strength training. You can, even if you're walking, that's going to help. But also your nutrition is a huge portion of that. You know, And I do stress that you don't need to necessarily count macros and restrict yourself while you're pregnant or while you're just first off postpartum, but you still need to be eating in moderation. Like you don't need to just binge because you're pregnant now and you're just like, well, doesn't matter because I'm pregnant. And that's like sound advice that I wish I would have remembered every day in my pregnancy. But it's one of those things you just, it's kind of give take, but it's easy to fall on that. Like I'm eating for two and then well, I'm and sitting I never, here and, and I'm like, I knew well, that. I don't want to make her feel bad even <laughs> right. alone. So I'm just going to yeah. be with her. So, so, so anyone <laughs> who is pregnant, um, you are not eating for two. <laughs> you, yes, you are growing a, a person, but you don't need to eat double what you eat. <laughs> um, um, I think that gets a little, I know it's like a figurative speech, but I think some people take it serious. So just want to say you well, yeah, you, you, you say it enough, you probably believe it. So <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's true though. It is yeah. like, you're just like, oh, it doesn't matter because I'm pregnant. And I mean, some days I totally felt like that. And I was like, but then I would again, binge eat, which we've discussed in a previous yeah. episode. So it's, it's not good if you're pregnant or not pregnant to be binge eating. It's a terrible relationship to have with food. So starting these while you're pregnant is only going to help you in the long term when you're trying to get any excess baby weight off and stuff. So, you know, there's, Two to three times a week, you know, if, if some of those are walking great, if you can do some strength training, but also look into doing some practice in transverse abdominal breathing. That's going to help you for delivery. That's going to help you postpartum. If you have any diastasis recti, that'll help you close your gap. There's just a lot of things you can be doing. So a lot of this is like fresh in my mind since we are launching my postpartum recovery guide. And I feel like, Evan, you probably know everything I'm talking about now since you've been helping, you know, edit I, through things. I feel like, you know. You could people, have a baby, right? You uh, feel that way. No, not not that far. But, <laughs> but y'all don't be surprised if y'all are in this, you know one of the fit pregnancy programs or postpartum program. And I just randomly pop up and I'm like teaching the thing. Yeah. I feel like, like you're pretty knowledgeable now. I'm doing some of the diaphragmatic breathing and stuff. Yeah. Look at you, look at you go <laughs> using correct terms over there. I know, I Proud of you. Proud of you. That's right. But yeah, so there are definitely other things that you can be doing through that journey. So another big thing for me during my second pregnancy was surrounding myself with friends and family, making sure that I was kind of proactive to hang out with people during my pregnancy with Clark. I never, I don't, I can't re recall a time where I felt lonely. Like I'm, yeah. I made that effort to have that open communication with you and, and our relationship obviously had grown since I had Ella from when I had Clark. So 
we had that open line of communication. So if anything was on my mind, we could openly talk about it. You were always there for me. And not to say, I mean, you were absolutely there for me for Ella, but I feel like it was harder for me to come to you or, and it was harder for me to admit that like I was struggling with different things. So some good advice if you are pregnant surround, and I mentioned this in the last episode and I'm just going to keep saying it, surround yourself with people that are going to be there for you, that are going to lift you up. Have people that you can go to that you can ask questions to, other moms and things like that. And like I said, my DMs are always open if you guys want to slide it. Not guys. If you ladies want to slide in there. <laughs> and um, She's got enough of those in her yeah, DMs. So. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. I just have to, have to look on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for real though, if, if you need somebody on your side, if you have a question, like I'm happy to share you know, my experience. And you can always go back to these episodes. If maybe right now you're not dealing with this, but something later, just know that I'm an open book. I'm I'm happy to share, you know, the things that I went through and then what I did to kind of help me along the way. Well, because a lot of this is like a stark contrast to the first pregnancy. I mean, you know, we had talked about this, but you were just kind of, you felt isolated in a lot of ways, but that potentially led to the postpartum depression for uh, sure. Or at least contributed like, to it. It, it builds it's, on yeah, it. Yeah, it builds on There's yeah. a lot of kind of aspects going on. So, you know, it's definitely a holistic approach yeah. with the second pregnancy and, and everything you did. Because, yeah, in know, my mind, to my understanding, you didn't experience, you know, no. so, and I didn't, but I also knew like going into it that I had dealt with it before. Yeah. So I was like, let's be proactive. Let's, you know, let me go ahead and build my circle. Let me go ahead and make sure that these people are going to be there once I have the baby. And if I start to have those feelings, because it's not to say that I didn't have any sort of like down, like kind of feeling like negative and stuff. I just knew how to better deal with it. So it didn't snowball into something else. Sure. So, you know, with all the stuff you're doing, you're working out, you, you know, surround yourself in a better situation. Like, how do you feel like that impacted your pregnancy? I mean, did you, do you feel like working out helped with energy levels, weight gain? You know, how did that kind of transpire into what it changed about your pregnancy? Yeah. So obviously it was a big part of my journey because again, I wanted that fit pregnancy. And I wanted to use my experience to help other people. So I was trying to do all the things that I needed to be doing so I could tell others, okay, this is what you need to do because this helped me. And, you know, we touched on me working out as as much as I could. Sometimes that was once a week. You know, sometimes I would get, you know, four in a week. It just kind of depended on the week. My first trimester, I didn't have a ton of energy. So I wasn't able to get as many in as I would have liked. And then the second trimester, the beauty of the second trimester is everything just kind of, it's kind of like, it's just like the golden time. Like, it's just like, (laughs) everything's great. Like you actually look pregnant. You don't look just, you know, awkward. And, you know, people are questioning, is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Right. Um, I definitely remember a lot of those conversations. You're putting on stuff. You're like, do I look pregnant? Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to look pregnant. Right. (laughs) Um, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, I I don't Well, because, and again, like I mentioned with the second, you typically show sooner. And because I was smaller, I felt like I looked more pregnant than I looked questionably pregnant. So it was a little bit better of a a experience for me in that regard. And, you know, I was really excited about being pregnant that I shared it very early on. So I made it very known that I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when did we, I'm trying to remember when we shared it and stuff. Um, I mean, it's pretty soon after. It was but. really soon. And they say, and typically I probably would have waited, but again, I'm an open book. So had we dealt with any loss and stuff like that, I would have talked about it anyways, just because I, I'm the type of person that I really, like, I want to share what I'm going through to help others. I knew I right. would have talked about it. So 
we I was probably eight weeks pregnant when I posted on the internet. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> everyone was okay. kind of I mean, against it, but I, I was all for it. So that's a, definitely a personal decision whenever you decide to share. With Ella, we uh, I think we had found out the gender before we even announced on social media. I can't remember. I think we were we were past the first trimester though. It's been a while. I'm getting and old. then and then with Clark, like I said, it was like eight weeks, but whatever. <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> You're excited. Uh, yeah, so I, don't I was think really anybody, excited. I don't think anybody faults that. So. No, and, and like I said, it's a personal decision and yeah. You know, so it just depends on, you know, if you're, you know, something does happen, you just, you take into account you're potentially going to be in the spotlight for exactly. people asking you and stuff. So I think some people that may have had trouble in the past and things like that, that's just, yeah, perfect. It's call. hard. Yeah. yeah. Then, you know, I was working out, uh, second trimester was going great. Third trimester, I did get uh, some of that tiredness definitely came back and, and I'm not a napping person, but like I said, in the first trimester and like toward the end, I literally would just be like, I've. I, I have to go nap. Like I literally have to go nap. Yeah. Um, like I said, I've never felt that kind of tired before, but we powered through it. An interesting thing though, about my two pregnancies with Ella, I gained over 50 pounds. And again, I was really sick in the beginning. And then by the second trimester, once I was able to start eating a little bit more, they had me on some medicine. I just like really blew up. <laughs> and so I gained over 50 pounds with Ella. And then with Clark, I actually gained, I think, in the end, it was 47 pounds, so very, very close, but it was so different. And I had more energy with Clark than obviously I did with Ella. I do deliver big babies. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, some of them, some of it is that. I was supposed to say, go ahead and tell them the, <laughs> the weight of both children. Um, so, and some people I know out there have had much bigger babies. So kudos to you. But Ella was eight seven, and then Clark was nine pounds. So like right were, on the dot. Yeah. Yeah. They pounds. were a little bit bigger. And, They're not. And side note here, Clark kind of scared me when she first, you know, was born <laughs> because she's just like lifting her head up and stuff. And I'm like yeah. asking the nurse, I'm like, is this normal? Like, <laughs> yeah, she was definitely our it's super like some baby. Sort of super baby. Yeah, so we been, should have known at that point been that she working, was going to be into everything. <laughs> she'd been working out with me all. That's what that was. Maybe. You so know, that there baby might be strength. some truth to that because now she's just like climbing on everything. I mean, yeah, she has no fear. And I know that's like a second kid thing, but sometimes I'm like, do I have a son? Like, I don't oh, understand. Yeah. Like, she I don't is know that, such a we'll tomboy. <laughs> she will just tear stuff up. We'll have friends over that have boys. And she's like, like beating oh, them up. <laughs> yeah, that too. But then I'm like, also, she's not a boy because they're like on the ceilings and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's like, I'm like, uh, I guess I have it easy. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, so my weight gain was very similar, but I just carried it very different. And when we post... On social media, I'll share that picture with you guys so you can see the difference between I have a picture of the when I was going in that morning for Clark and then when I was going in for Ella as well, side by side. So it's roughly about the same weight, but it just looks really different because I still maintain some of my muscle. I did lose like all my leg muscle. Come back, please. <laughs> you know, she's like two now and I'm still like, what am I doing? It's just so different. You know, even if you don't work out every day and you can set this goal four times a week. Even if you're just getting some movement in, being a little bit more cautious with what you're eating, not necessarily exactly what you're eating, but how much you're eating, it does make a big difference. So that was also very different between the two pregnancies. So that kind of covered like that time. I actually had both girls were delivered C-section and both experiences were pretty much the same except there was one medication. And, and that's the thing about knowledge and knowing like 
when you, a lot of times you, if you don't ask questions, you're not going to know what they're giving you, what you necessarily need and things like that. At one point, you know, I explained to the nurse when I was in there for Clark and I was like, when I had my first daughter, I like wasn't even able to hold her because I was so sick and it was a reaction to the medicine. And turns out that I could decline that medicine and I did with Clark and Honestly, that made a big difference because they were able to bring Clark to me right away and she was able to latch right away. And and that just made the whole breastfeeding process even smoother. And we got to hang out with her for, we were, it seemed like forever, but like a good forever. It was just you, me and her. And we just kind of got to bond and it was really, it was a really good time. So I liked that. Both C-sections, the process and everything went smooth, but I wasn't, you know, we mentioned in the last episode you know, I was like in and out of it. Um, yeah, you were super sick and out of yeah, it. Yeah, I just like I would that. literally just like pass out and then just be like, oh, what happened? And then with Clark, I didn't have that because I didn't have that medicine. So I still was very nauseous and I couldn't keep anything down. I can't tell you. How, I don't think I got to eat till that next morning. Like I tried and I was sick that kind of sick with both of them, but at, at least I wasn't like passing out. <laughs> while. That is true. Yeah. Cause I, I do yeah. remember you not eating for a while. So, and again, I think it's just my body was reacting to some of the medicines that happens sometimes, but honestly, it's funny because two years out, you don't, you don't remember any of like how that actually felt like, you know, you went through it and you know, it sucked, but yeah. you like, don't remember that you, after having your kids and holding them, you're like, I I could have like 10 more of these. It's fine. Um, <laughs> That's probably what some people do. It's like, yeah, oh, they're, they're so it. cute and stuff. Yeah, and then you- <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, it's really not that bad after it's all over. Yeah, yeah. So, certainly a process. So yeah, so I had a C-section with both. All that went really well. And again, I, I knew what postpartum depression looked like. I kind of knew the signs of what I needed to look for when I needed to reach out. And like I said, you know, we had the open communication where if I was starting to feel any, like, sad or down or just kind of feeling like I wasn't needed or that I was just literally a feeding supply because those things do go it it is stressful when you're sleep deprived you are you are breastfeeding and you're the only one that can feed the baby in the middle of the night that can get tiring there's a lot going on and you're also recovering from a major surgery if you've had a c-section even those that have had a vaginal delivery there can be tearing and things like that your body's trying to recover and you still have no sleep. So there's just like all these things going on. And so a lot going on for sure. It is. And I think, you know, just being able to say, Hey, Evan, like this is how I'm feeling today. And, and then it's nice for you to know, because then you're like, okay, I should tread lightly, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah it's definitely something good. Go at them, you know, do, you know, extra to make sure that you're okay, basically. So, and knowing that I had already dealt with postpartum depression, you, again, you look for those signs and it's, it's important to talk to your spouse too so they know what to look for because sometimes you don't realize what's going on, but they can see it from the other side. So, you know, just having that open communication. My mom came down and stayed for a week, which was really nice. And then you took some time off. So that first month I felt very like there was somebody with me. If I needed to take a nap, I could do that. And I think that's the biggest thing. If you can just find someone to watch your kid while you take a nap. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because, um, you know, with the first pregnancy, I didn't, I couldn't really take time off. No. Like I was in the so hospital was for a day yeah. of and then next day back at work. But with Clark, I mean, yeah, I was yeah, we planned to take it really well because we, straight weeks. yeah, we sent you back to work while my mom you was here. Yeah, we sent you back while my mom <laughs> was here <laughs> and then you could take the time off when she left. So that kind of gave us yeah. some extra time where it wasn't just me. So that was really nice to have that. And again, 
that's when I think a lot of those feelings really start to kind of snowball if you don't address them in those first couple weeks. I was better prepared. I, w- I made sure that there were still people that, you know, I was making sure that they would come over or I'd go visit them. So we were getting out and not just sitting at home the whole time. That, you know, really my whole postpartum journey with Clark was just a lot better. I was doing things during that pregnancy that helped speed up my recovery. I was able to close my four finger width gap of diastasis recti over a couple months, actually. So, you know, doing those things I was able to do during that pregnancy, as well as right after I had her, I was kind of getting back to where I was before. And now I was in no hurry to my only like big like thing I wanted to do was close up that diastasis recti. The sooner you can do that, the better. Having a strong core really is the foundation when you're lifting and things like that, even if you've never had a kid. So being able to repair that early on was like really my only goal. I just recently was like starting to get back in my workout groove, you know, wanting to bump back up to four times a week. Again, though, I gave myself so much grace. And I think a lot of moms don't do that because there's this pressure to get back to work, to get back into shape, to, you know, do all these things that you did before. But now you're also caring for another life and then you're juggling other kids possibly. And then, you know, the year of COVID. So there's just so many things going on that you're trying to juggle that you don't have to be in a rush. You don't have to bounce back into shape per se. So I took my time with it. I was really in no rush. Well, and it's probably counterproductive too, like sitting there putting additional pressure on yourself. Stress and will never help you lose weight. Let me just yeah. be the first to say that. It's just a cycle because then you're you're more stressed. You're probably maybe not even sleeping as well. You're not you know, sleeping you're as well. Your eating you're, is off. Your everything yeah. is off truly. So there's no need to stress about things that you truly can't control. My best advice is just to do what you can. You know, yeah. if you have time to squeeze in a workout, great. If you don't, move on. If there's other things you you can do, you can, you know, focus more on your nutrition and building that foundation with your core is really important and doesn't take a lot of time if you, you know, just do a little time each day. Well, and I think a lot of people think of like workouts as going to the gym, going to Orange Theory, you know, all that stuff's yeah. great, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, just seeing what, you know, the workouts that you've been able to do with basically like three pieces of equipment and it was pretty impressive like every time I work out with you I'm like there's no way I can get that this is gonna be easy I know what you think it's not (laughs) it's like all right we're doing these bodyweight exercises that are just yeah they're challenging so exactly but I think and that's another thing though like you already have so many things going on do you really have time to drive to a gym I do think it's good to have your outlet to have your you time and you know some people don't have that option to have that in their home but if you do it does you don't need a lot of space you don't need a lot of equipment just get yourself moving even if it's going on a walk going on a walk with the family whatever it is that you can do I promise you you're not going to feel bad about getting it done when you have the time you know with working out just Anything that could potentially get in your way and like put resistance in your path, you know, trying to find childcare, driving to the gym, things like that. It just makes it harder to actually go and work out. And yeah, well, and it's harder to make it a commitment too. like, sure, you can you could possibly get, you know, one day a week and and that's great. But if it's not something that you can actually stick with, it's going to cause more stress for you, which you don't need. So I, th- I think it's important, especially in the beginning, pick something that's realistic, you know, start at home. And then once you kind of get your, you and baby get in a routine, you, then you can start throwing those kind of things in. And people are typically not cleared until six weeks to start, you know, actually working out again. But there are other things you can kind of do in that time frame. 
you know, light walks. You can do the diaphragmatic and transverse abdominal breathing, start to, you know, work on that core foundation and then work your way up once you are, you know, you have been cleared, you can start throwing in those other things. Again, being at home, it's, it's sometimes it's all you really need is because you just need 10, 15 minutes here or there and you'll be set. Definitely. And I just had this really random thought, but one of the craziest things while Clark was, you know, after she was born, we didn't run into this with Ella because I guess she would, Ella would take a bottle because you would go, you know, to work. We we're kind of on the opposite schedule. So yeah. I was having to feed her a bottle. And we her a bottle with, like she, her first feeding was from a bottle. That's true. So and we did a good job with kind of incorporating that. And some of that was like forced. But yeah. with Clark, you know, she rolls around and you're here. So yeah, you're, so you're I at work this from point home, working from home. You know, it's me yeah. and her 24-7. So, and it's not that we didn't try. Like, I just don't even know if we've thought about it. Yeah. But. But I have a distinct memory. <laughs> I, know of, you're, I know where you're going. Oh, yeah. So, I can't remember. How how old was Clark at this three point? Months. Three months. Yeah. Okay. So, she's I three months I remember this old. very vividly. Oh, I barely remember <laughs> it because I just didn't sleep for three days. But Faith, uh, Faith goes on a bachelorette you know, trip. And I'm like, all right, well, it's going to be cool. You know, we're going to get some, some time together and all that stuff. Clark decides she's not going to drink from a bottle. So this entire time, I, it's just like nearly, I'm just, you know, sitting I here trying to so feed her. Bad. She's, she'll take a tiny bit and then she'll just stop drinking. And, and we she had just like, was you tried like different it. bottles and just oh, like. Oh, I tried, I think 15 different <laughs> bottles probably. And I'm like, I'm going to have to have faith. Well, come you back literally, from, no, you, you literally were about to hop in the car oh, and yeah, drive and meet Charleston. me. Yeah, I was in Charleston. So only about I an hour and a half. I was legit going to drive. And I felt so bad. And I was just like, like, I want to be able to help. And he's like, I might have to drive to you. She went for over 24 hours without eating. It yeah, was, was kind of scared me. And I think even at the time I called the doctor and they were like, I mean, you know, need to figure out a way well, to get well, her Well, the thing was they were like, if she's hungry enough, she'll figure it out. But, True. you know, yeah. we like, obviously I was like, all right, I'm going to leave the second I can. And I got back and everyone was so happy to see Especially me. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was funny though, because even after that, we were still struggling. Like I was trying to feed her with a bottle, hoping that she would take that and that wasn't really working well. And, and so it was hard because it was like, you know, anytime I needed to be somewhere. Now I do remember I was teaching a class at the Southern Baptist convention about fitness in the preschool classroom. Remember oh, that? Yeah. And you had to bring her. And during my lunch break, I had to come out and feed her in the car because she oh, wouldn't take a bottle. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So I, I just remember like, I just like, it was one of those things like, I felt bad that you couldn't feed her, but then also I felt bad because only like I felt bad because I had to feed her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I felt like it was it was hard because I had to come out and luckily there was like a lunch period and I don't think anybody like caught on, but I just remember being in the parking lobby and like here I don't we think go. They'd, I don't think they'd fought you anyways. No, they wouldn't. And actually a lot of the women like actually heard like what happened and they were like they were telling me all the different bottles to try and stuff. Everyone was super sweet and supportive. So we tried all the bottles. Yeah. Like, no, honestly, she just was not about it, but she also didn't take a passy and stuff. And honestly, at the end of the day, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I guess it's easier if they don't, but now yeah. she's found her thumbs. Yeah. So. There were only a few times when eventually she did start taking the bottle. Cause I think my mom was able to a couple times. Yeah, but I remember her being But it was never like a, she wasn't happy about it. No, no, she's like, I'll I'll tolerate this like the time being, but y'all better figure this out. Yeah, so that was rough. (laughs) It's funny though, because we always figure it out. Like it always works out. It does. Um, But I felt felt bad for you. I was like, he is not having a good time. I felt bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Evan. 3 a.m., you know, 4 a.m. There's one night I was like, 
I don't think she slept at all. I think it was that first night you were gone. I know at she least. She at least ate a little bit that time. Yeah. But, but she just, man, she was not happy. Yeah. I feel like that was probably like one of the biggest hurdles with her. I feel like for the most part, though, she was pretty easy. And I think. Yeah. So when she was, I think she was, she wasn't even a year when COVID hit. So a lot of things kind of got shooken up, you know, during that time. And for us, it was kind of for the better as far as, you know, you switched to working at home. So you started to get to be there for all these little life moments. I think it was really nice for you to get to see that because otherwise you wouldn't have. Yeah. And obviously COVID, it's been a terrible time and there's just a lot of negative things going on with that, but I try to take away the positive. And for us, that was the positive that, you know, you got that time with her that you necessarily didn't get with Ella and got to kind of see a lot of those first things. So that was really cool. And you're still work from home and she loves having you here. So she does. <laughs> uh, she loves it. So it's, it's good. And it's good for us because then we can, you know, kind of divvy up like who's taking who to school and things like that. So I definitely think, you know, that helped you guys get that bond as well because me and her again you know every day 24 7 me and her together so it was really good for you guys to get that extra time and I think it also helped with her like talking development like I feel like she talks a lot more for her age and I think it's because we have that constant dialogue going between you and I or Ella and then obviously she wants to be like big sister so she's definitely trying to keep up with her so I think there's definitely been some positive things that have come from that like us all being here and stuff it's like usually for people's first comment about her they're like wow she talks yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, but I, you know on the same side you know she didn't there's less play dates there's we waited to put her True. in any preschool and that was one thing i was worried about she's you know losing that interaction with other kids and i think she's fine i don't think she skipped a beat but she has started preschool and she really enjoys that and she loves playing with her friends. Comes home so, super tired though. Oh my makes gosh! It home, so but. we're we're trying to navigate that right now. The the tired monster face, but <laughs> they say it goes away, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, she's just trying to to get in that routine, and she only goes three days a week, so it's hard to make a routine when you're not there every day. But um, I don't know if it goes away. You're thirty and still cranky. I I, <laughs> I do not like being woken up. That is true. And that's accurate. Anytime. I just literally, I need when I wake up, just give me 15 minutes and then I am like ready to go. See, and it's hard for me because I'm a morning person. So I'm a morning person after 15 minutes of being awake. I tell everyone that, like, I am like, I've got energy for days. I don't need coffee, but I need those first 15 minutes with where nobody speaks to me. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) goodness. Good stuff. Well, tomorrow, I promise I'll try not to wake you up. And, you know, because usually at this point, I'm waking her up, super excited to tell her some stuff. I don't know. Cause I, just I, like, I wake up at like, like five. Yeah. So <laughs> I wake up at like seven. He wakes up at like five. So he's had two hours to think about all these things he wants to tell me. Yeah. And I'm excited. I drink yeah. two cups of coffee. See, he's I'm ready two cups to go, of coffee in. And, and I'm just like, please, not right now. But. In the most loving voice. Well, <laughs> and too, we've been working on a, a project this week. You know, well, I was going to say this week, but it's really been three months in the making. But definitely one of our biggest projects. Definitely one of the biggest projects. It's been really exciting. But next week, probably about the time that this is airing your postpartum program that has been in the works for, you know, a long time now. Yeah. That's launching. You know, we say we've been working on it for three months, but it's definitely something that, you know, I started you know, again, from like the start of my, you know, before I even got pregnant, this was something that was 
on my list of things that I wanted to do and I wanted to build a program. And but I wanted to go through what I would have essentially given somebody to do to make sure that it was the best route. And I I give I wanted to give all the best advice and tips. And again, it had been six and a half years since I had my last child. So a lot of things had changed and where I was had changed, but my knowledge had changed as well. It's been really nice to put this all together. And it's kind of like come at a, you know, we started talking about my pregnancy journey when everything's kind of like coming out. So it's just coming full circle, like I'm seeing it all come together and just being able to share what I learned in my like schooling, as well as what I learned through my different pregnancies. And just being able to kind of wrap that together and be able to deliver that to people to help as many women as possible on their own journey and hopefully help people navigate through postpartum depression if that's something that they're facing and building back their core, which I think is one of those things that just doesn't get talked about enough and everyone wants to get back into working out. But it's like, well, we got to wait. Like your body has gone through so much. Let's go ahead. Let's strengthen that core so you can be the best at all these, whether it's a fitness class or workouts. and you know, just being able to be strong enough to lift your kid in a car seat the right way and just things like that. Because there's a lot of things that, you know, women deal with in postpartum that are very specific at that time in their life. So that's one thing you had told me that you wanted to create a program that's specific for that because it's not like they can just go out and I don't know, jump right back into right. orange theory well, or you know, whatever thing though, it is. You jump back into even just, a, you know, normal workouts, the at-home workouts, jumping back into that before you've taken care of the underlying issues. You know, uh, most women do have some form of diastasis recti, you know, during their pregnancy and about 12 weeks is when you can actually say if you actually have like diastasis recti. A lot of people deal with that, but they don't even know that it's going on. And what they're doing when they hop into these workouts, they're actually creating an even further gap. They're either If they didn't have diastasis recti, they are creating it or they're making it worse. You know, sometimes that can turn into hernias. Sometimes surgery is needed. So there's a lot of things that I just don't think it talked about enough or addressed and not given that solution of how to fix it before you dive into that stuff. So I definitely wanted to kind of bridge that gap to give all those resources so that, again, you're not having to deal because if you're dealing with that stuff, that's another thing that can bring about postpartum depression. You know, your body changing, you not being able to kind of have that control. You have diastasis recti. A lot of times that's that pooch that people feel like they have that is diastasis recti and it's hard to get rid of because you can't just lose weight and it go away. Like you have to close that separation. So lot lot of good things. I could I could really go on for days about yeah, you're, you're how awesome this program it. is. Yeah. Um, but it's just because again, everything's fresh on my mind and I am very passionate about it. And you know, I'll say it again if I can just help one person. Just well, one person. You should be excited about it because I mean you've worked this hard for it. You took the steps to become pre and postnatal certified. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank yes. you. I think that's a wrap, Faith. You know, it's just time for me to get to bed. Yeah, I'm an old man. If I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and then try to wake you up shortly after that, I got to get to bed. Please don't wake me up. It's <laughs> tomorrow's Friday. Don't you wake me up. That's true. <laughs> Let's sleep in on Friday. Yeah, that's right. Saturday's a new day, though. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see through the previous episode in this episode, two very different pregnancies, two very different children but both very wonderful times in my life. I wouldn't take any of it back. And I hope that those that have listened to both journeys that, you know, the takeaway here is that you're not alone. What you're feeling is real. Talk to somebody, surround yourself with friends, have that circle of people that are going to keep lifting you up. 
have that open line of communication with your spouse, partner. Just know that you're not alone and postpartum depression is a real thing, but it doesn't have to be forever. This is something that you can overcome. If you or someone you know is dealing with postpartum depression, please reach out for help. Talk to your healthcare provider, talk to your spouse, and just know that you're not in this alone. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It means the world to me. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, who also happens to be my husband, Evan, for making this podcast possible. If you're ready to kickstart your own fitness journey, be sure to head over to www.redefinebeautifulpodcast.com to sign up for one of my free programs. Until next time, stay beautiful.